are listening to A Quiet Mind. A Quiet Mind is brought to you in part by listeners like you. To continue bringing you these podcasts, we need your support. If you or a loved one benefits from these podcasts, please make a contribution today. We have several ways for you to contribute, starting at only $1. And remember, any amount makes a difference. So please take a moment and visit aquietmind.com forward slash donate. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Quiet Mind podcast. My name is Robert. I am your host, and today we're going to talk about what it means to be a perfect meditator. There's been a lot of talk lately on the Quiet Mind forum. If you haven't visited there, it's aquietmind.com slash forum. And we've built up quite a community there of people who are sharing their thoughts and feelings on their journeys in life. And I've seen the uh, topic come up and the question come up often about uh, how do we meditate, um, how often should we meditate. Also, there are a lot of questions of what are the benefits of meditation, how long is it going to take before I'm able to actually sit down and concentrate on doing meditation without my mind being completely crazy and overwhelming, etc. Well, I would like to welcome you all to the wonderful world of meditation. (laughs) All of us that have meditated, and I've meditated now for, I don't know, it's been over 20 years. All of us that are experienced meditators have had our highs and our lows, our ups, our downs, our weeks or months or years where our practice is absolutely perfect, where daily we're sitting on our meditation cushion, we're practicing every morning and every evening. I've had my moments where I've, you know, been hours in meditation, um, and uh, we have these moments, and sometimes this happens. And for me, myself, and that's really where I always speak, is just my own experience, my own stumbling through all this, my own failure at meditation <laughs> and I, I'd like to you know honestly share with you that you know my that's what I'm doing here with the podcast sharing the 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 honest um, experience of a of a failure at meditation <laughs> so first of all all of you if you've even tried I commend you if you've even sat down in a room and decided okay, I'm going to meditate, I'm sitting here, I'm going to do it, I'm ready, I've lit my candles, my incense, or, you know, whatever the practices that you're doing, all meditation basically uh, comes down to the same thing. You're deciding to take yourself away from your daily distractions in life. You have made a commitment to sit down, to focus, to work through whatever methods you're working through, and there you are in this room all by yourself. Congratulations. Step one has been completed. Now we get to deal with all of the things that come up around that. If you have made it to your meditation area in your house, or if you've made it to just wherever you're sitting in your office, it doesn't matter. If you've made it to that point, congratulations. You've done a good job. Let's just start right there and say, if you have made the commitment and made it to that point, good job. See, I'm not one of these hardcore teachers that's going to come around and hit you all with a stick. <laughs> there, there are teachers out there like that, and, 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 you know, sometimes they can be amazing teachers, and that's right where you want to be. 
but I definitely don't carry a stick. Maybe I should, I don't know, but I definitely don't carry a stick and, uh, you know, try to make people wrong for the fact that they're not meditating correctly or often enough. So I coined this phrase quite a while ago and I've been kind of keeping it to myself lately because of connotations of using certain names, but shooting from the hip, I'm just going to say the heck with it. Um, I used to laugh because my friends would, you know, make, they would pick on me at work or make fun of me if they saw me lose my temper or if they saw me do anything wrong because, of course, they'd heard of my podcast and I'm Mr. A Quiet Mind. I am a urban monk, <laughs> so I, I should be uh, holding to uh, their uh, stereotypical um, a picture of what a meditator, quote-unquote, should look like. Someone who is always calm and always quiet under any circumstances. Well, I have my good days and I have my bad days. <laughs> so, I used to coin this phrase and say, you know, I'm here at work, I'm working in a huge company as a web graphic designer, you know, fighting through the freeways to get to work, working through, you know, meetings where I don't want to be, sitting with a 20 or 30 people, people from on the phone from all over the world, etc., with these kind of pressures in my life. And I think a lot of people thought I was sitting up on some mountaintop somewhere, and then I'd come down every once in a while and uh, expound some of my thoughts into some, you know, device that was owned by someone else, but contrary to that belief, I have uh, been working in the quote-unquote real world during the entire time that I've been doing the Quiet Mind podcast. Before that, I was monkish on uh, my own little mountaintop in Lama, New Mexico for quite a few months and uh, before I came into the corporate world. So I kind of know both sides of the coin a little bit. Definitely not an expert, didn't spend years in a monastery somewhere, in, you know, a hidden monastery in Japan, but still have had my time sitting, and I've had my time being in um, circumstances that we would call, quote-unquote, once again, normal business working environment, or abnormal, maybe that'd be a better way to put it. Anyway, to get back to the point, um, I coined the phrase, when friends would say, you know, you're not really being very zen-like in a quiet mind, Robert, I would say, well, you know, I'm only a part-time Buddha. (laughs) And, you know, that... That kind of started to ring true with me when I thought, well, you know, I would certainly love it sometimes to go and join a monastery and just, you know, rake leaves and uh, be very zen-like and quiet and monkish and meditate all day long. But um, uh, I, you know, I have a family. I have uh, those responsibilities have chosen to be what we refer to as a householder in um, some religious practices. So that's the experience that I'm talking from. So, if we all just aspired to be part-time Buddhas, would that be good enough? (laughs) So, why not take the pressure off of ourselves a little bit? Why not just say, I'm going to meditate, and I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't. You see, I don't think anything good comes of um, making yourself wrong for not doing something. Or, you know, what I've I've talked about it many times on A Quiet Mind, that I don't think that when we uh, are are being judgmental or harsh or critical with ourselves or talking down to ourselves because we haven't done something we said we're going to do, I I don't think that's going to make us make the change in our life. Meditation is a habit. 
like any other habit that we have. So we're trying to cultivate this new habit. So give yourself time. If you can go and sit down in your room on your meditation cushion, in your chair, wherever you are, and give it the best you can for two minutes, you have, you have done it. What, what they say is, and, and what I've learned, is that putting forth the effort and sitting in a posture of meditation is the act of um, enlightenment. Pretty much the practice is, as you're sitting it, you, this is an enlightened state that you're in. Now, I know there's a, <laughs> there will be a lot of emails about that one, um, and it's okay to critique that. Um, there's certainly a lot of stigmas around what is enlightenment, what is not enlightenment. So we have been talking about that a lot. We have Saturday morning meditations um, where we're all meeting, we're sitting together, and we've been talking a lot about what it means to come and sit and meditate. Do we think we're special? Do we think this is a special action, an activity, that we're better than my spouse or a significant other who's still in bed asleep and here I am meditating? And, you know, we, we, we've been questioning these things. Does it make us somehow a better person? What are your thoughts on that? You know, you can follow me on Twitter. You can share thoughts there. I'm on Facebook. Um, and also you can join up and talk about things on the Quiet Mind Forum. What do you think enlightenment is? Do you think that the act of meditation, just because you go and sit there, is enlighten enlightenment or an enlightened state? If you sit down and you meditate and you see that you're flooded with thoughts, that's okay. Just continue to bring your focus back to your breathing. We've been talking a lot, too, about no thinking, to just sit and practice no thinking. What do you think about that? When I say practice no thinking, what do you think about that? See, there's a lot of different things that you can do in this meditation. There are mantras that you can focus on. There are specific things you can do with your eyes and postures that you can take. I encourage you to read books on meditation. I encourage you to share what you've learned in meditation on the forum. I encourage you, too, to ask questions so you can um, you get answers. Look around and find the thing that works for you. Because my particular method or someone else's particular method might not work well for you. You might not be able to sit and practice no thinking by staring at the wall. That's what I do. I sit down on a cushion, I look at the wall with my eyes open, and I practice not thinking. The thoughts flood in and they, they, they may never stop. That's another really good place to, to, if you can early on accept this in your career as a meditator, that, hey, my mind may never shut up. It may never stop. As a matter of fact, where are those thoughts coming from? Who knows? They say, okay, they're coming from the brain, coming from memory. That's true. But it might, be, it might be nice to accept early on that they may never stop. You see, if we stop resisting them, we're giving you know, less fuel to the fire. 
it's like a little kid if 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 they're talking and talking and talking <laughs> and you 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 egg them on you you can get them really you know excitable my dog is like that too if i get her wound up about going for a walk and i keep repeating it you know she she uh, she goes crazy if i turn away and ignore her for a while suddenly she'll calm down and that that that's a real rough way to describe what meditation is but for me that's what i found i'm not really ignoring it and i'm not really ignoring my dog either i'm still she's still in the room i'm still completely aware completely conscious that she's there bouncing off the walls wanting to go for a walk but what's happened is i'm no longer engaging with her i'm not egging her on i'm not you know repeatedly saying let's go for a walk or you want to go for a walk or you know even teasing her a little bit i'm not engaging any longer so as i'm doing that i'm not giving her the attention that you know, perpetuates you know her you know her uh, energy of getting higher and high, high more highly and highly excitable so in a way that's what we're doing with our mind we're not we're not going to engage with it we're not going to ignore it. We're not going to tell it to shut up. We're not going to tell it to go away. We're just not going to engage with the thought when it comes up. And this is this practice. It's, that's all it is. It's just practice. We're, we're going to learn how not to engage with that thought when it arises. You see it arises and we start to engage with it. Visa bill. Visa card is due. Oh boy, how am I going to pay that bill? Oh, I need $50. Do I have $60? Oh boy, you know, I'm so tired of paying that bill. You know, I never should have bought that dress. It doesn't even fit. Please no emails about me wearing dresses. <laughs> anyway, so coming back and refocusing is what we're doing. What are we focusing on? We're focusing on no thinking. If that doesn't work for you, we've talked about many different methods on a quiet mind. We've talked about gently bringing our attention back to our breathing. That's another one. Will it get easier over time? Yes, it will. Over time, it does get easier. Will it get easier to keep the habit of meditating twice a day, every day? I don't know. Sometimes my life kind of, you know, jumps at me and I'm not able to do that. So, part-time Buddha, what does it mean? <laughs> it means that when we are woken up at 8 o'clock in the morning, suddenly have to go to work, and, and we can't do our meditation that morning, we're not going to beat ourselves up because we can't do the meditation. We're going to bring awareness to the activities that we do throughout the day. We're getting into the car. Are we aware that we just got into the car? We're brushing our teeth before that. Were we aware that we were brushing our teeth? Or were we, our mind, was it wandering all over the place? Or were we there with our teeth, brushing our teeth? Showering, washing your hair, putting your shoes on, walking through doorways, answering the phone at work, answering an email. While you're in a meeting, are you there? Are you aware of the people that are around you? Are you able to sit in a conversation with someone and be quietly observant of what they're saying, watching and becoming aware of your own mind and how it acts in this situation, and bringing full attention to that meeting that you're having with your coworker, your boss, whomever? 
bringing your full attention to listening to what they're saying. So you don't want to listen. You don't want to be there. Okay, those are the thoughts coming up. You don't agree with them. They've upset you. They've said something that angers you. Angers you. you. You want to prepare what you're going to say next. Here's a very simple form of awareness. And that's all meditation is. Focus. Awareness. Being here now with what is. We don't need to sit in a room quietly to experience the full benefits of meditation. We want to be on our feet, walking, participating in life with full and complete awareness of every activity that we're doing throughout the day. Listening. This has been a tough one for me. When people are talking, just listen. Fully, with an open heart, with an open mind. Just listen to what they're saying. Listen to the sound of their voice. Listen to how they're articulating. Watch their movements of their hands. Watch your body movements. Become fully aware and participate in that, that, that activity that's at hand without trying to fill in the blank of what you're going to say when they stop talking. We've talked about that before. It's a podcast called uh, The Noble Art of Mindful Listening, I believe. That's a meditation. Walking from here to the car can be a meditation. Be aware of each step. Become aware of your mind, how it's moving, what it's doing, its thinking, its thoughts. Bring your attention to your breathing when you're walking from your desk to having lunch. If you don't work and you're, or if you're working from home, be aware each time you answer the phone. It's an opportunity. You hear the bell. It's like a meditation bell. Ding, you know, oh. And in that moment, what we do with the meditation bell is focus. We're going to listen. Listen to that bell. Listen to its sound as it dies away. And listen to the sound when it comes back. It's a reminder. Bring your attention back to your breathing. Bring awareness to that moment that you're in, whatever it is. That's it. That's meditation. And of course, meditation when we're in our room, when we're on our cushion, when we're in our meditation posture, is incredibly beneficial for us. And we want to do that as much as possible. But we're all busy people. We can only be part-time monks, part-time Buddhas. <laughs> we can we can uh, hope and you know that someday maybe we'd be full-time Buddhas. But in the meantime, to um, to reach that goal of part-time Buddhiness, you know that's that's incredible. So bring that that type of awareness that we're talking about into the everyday, the mundane we want to call it. Actually, guess what the mundane is? The mundane is nirvana. The mundane is heaven. The mundane is bliss. The mundane is enlightenment. Cleaning the toilet, it can be an enlightening experience. <laughs> Serving someone at a fast food restaurant can be beautiful. It can come from your heart. I know I've been there. I've done it. I didn't like it when I was there. but So I had to keep going back until I learned how to be able to serve from my heart. And being grateful and gracious to be of service. Probably each and every one of you that are listening in some way, shape, or form are going to do something today, or even in this moment right now, that could be construed as service to another person. 
Whenever we do this consciously, without being puffed up, without having an ego about it, like, I just gave $20 to the Red Cross. I'm a wonderful person. I, I know, that is wonderful. And I would love for you to give money to the Red Cross. I'm not saying that it's bad. But I'm just saying, in that moment that we can see for ourselves that there is an opportunity to serve um, from our heart at every moment we have awakened into something extremely extraordinarily special that right here right in front of us is exactly what we're searching for and it's always coming back to us right here in this moment now in your opportunity to serve do it with a glad heart and be gracious for what it is that you have help somebody today that needs help I'll guarantee you that there will be someone that needs your service and it's interesting you might want to put your attention on this this week many many times bad things happen to us throughout the day we tend to hold on to that we grasp it we replay it we tell other people about the terrible experience we go we play it over and over and over again think about how often we do that with things that are positive and I've brought this up in past podcasts when something good happens or we've done something good play that out share that with more people that good thing that you experienced or the good thing that you did now, I know we don't label good or bad but you know <laughs> we have to be able to talk somehow so if you've done something that's made you feel good or if you've seen something that someone else has done that's made you feel good share that with somebody else and grasp that opportunity whenever it comes your way thank you all so much for listening to A Quiet Mind I'm very gracious very thankful that you're here in my life Please share your thoughts and feelings on the forum, and always feel free to write to me, robert at aquietmind.com. Thank mm-hmm. you.